Sean Sewell with Ingrimit.com podcast. I'm super excited because I got to meet these gentlemen several months ago. They gave me a tour of the Gore-Tex facilities. I have Ray Davis and Kenny Raleigh from Gore-Tex. Welcome, gentlemen. Sean, good to be here. Well, thank you for taking time out of your days to show the Ingrimit audience, whether on video or audio podcast, what goes on at Gore-Tex and what you guys do at Gore-Tex. So um, the virtual 360 tour was really great. The media got to go through and see all the fun stuff behind the scenes, the, the chamber where you test stuff out and the, all the machines. And there's a lot of detail that goes into the creation of Gore-Tex materials and fabrics and the durability testing. So I'm hoping to share that with our audience, which you shared with us media several months ago. So I'm looking forward to this in a, in a very deep way. All right, gentlemen, a uh, well, little introduction. How about from you guys, Ray and Kenny? Tell us a little bit about yourselves and how long you've been at Gore and what you do there. I'll let you go first, Kenny, if you like. Sure. Uh, I think I'm in year 19 at Gore now. Um, been, been working here for quite a while, um, most recently in durability. And so uh, it's my job to make sure that the durability lab is up and running. All of our test equipment's functional. All of our microscopes are working. Um, a good chunk of the work that I do in that lab is uh, make sure that we build a link between the real world and the lab testing that we do. Uh, so it's not just a matter of only testing stuff in the lab. We actually figure out how things really break, and then we try and simulate that as best we can. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, Ray? My name is Ray Davis. I've been with Gore over 20 years as well, uh, probably the last 15 or so in the comfort side of things, or the comfort and durability community practice. Uh, really focus on how the body and the body's physiology is going to interact with our product and whatever end use application it might be seen in. So uh, anywhere from footwear to sleeping bags to the traditional garments, um, if you can wear it, I've taken a look at it in one part of, or another test or one way or another um, and really enjoy what we do here. Kenny and I are, are both on the same uh, community of practice. He's the uh, yang to my ying, or I'm the ying to his yang, right? So <laughs> I'm comfort, he's their ability. We're trying to find that right balance between the two to make sure that Sean, you and, and every one of your listeners is out there enjoying our products as much as possible. Oh, that's fantastic. And 19 and 20 years. So I've, you guys have seen and tested many iterations of Gore-Tex. Um, I've been using Gore-Tex products for probably about 20 years and uh, seen the different uh, ProShell, the Packlight, the Active, uh, and seeing it improve over the years is largely because of you and your guys' team. Uh, that's super cool to meet you guys and go through this with you. So very grateful for this opportunity. So let's talk about the products and testing. Um, how does Gore put its products to the test? So on the testing side of things, there's sort of two different aspects you can look at. Uh, one that is not really directly involved with what I'm doing is the quality testing. And so we've got specifications that we've got to meet with the products that we sell. Um, but to figure out what those specifications should be, we got to run through our R&D labs. And in these R&D labs, that's really where we put things through their paces, um, make sure that they're tough enough to stand up to what we need to do in the real world. Um, a lot of times in the lab, I'll run a field trial, gain some understanding of how that thing might fail in the real world, and then figure out the right tests and the right levels and challenge of those tests uh, to be able to put it through its paces in the lab at a faster pace. Wonderful. He's a little bit opposite than I am, right? So he, he kind of will tend to work backwards from the field and then associating that to the lab. Um, whereas I'm looking at more of the, the raw materials and laminated materials from the get-go and then building the garments up from there, right? So making sure that we're making the right decisions 
uh, for per comfort performance metrics early on in the stages. Um, so we're not trying to, you know, recalculate once the garment's made, right? So again, it's that yin and the yang between Kenny and I, um, trying to make sure we're balancing out that comfort and durability. Makes complete sense. It's good to have those balances. Now the media and myself, we had to tour the Gore-Tex testing. Um, there was a lot of a lot of machines, a lot of stuff that's like way over my head. Can you go in a little more detail of some of the stuff you guys use to test? Yeah, absolutely. So in the in the durability lab, uh, we historically haven't been on the sort of public tour route. So this virtual tour was a really exciting thing to be able to share a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, in the lab, in the durability, we've got a ton of different pieces of test equipment and looking at different aspects of it. Um, one of the ones that's my favorite in particular is the MTS, as I shared on the tour. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this thing is traditionally used in the automotive industry. So banging on car doors, stuff like that. Uh, but we can use it with really creative fixturing to really put our, our materials through the test as well, whether that's tensioning and stretching, twisting, pulling, sort of all the motions you'd go through when you're wearing a garment. Uh, we can simulate those with this piece of equipment. It's all a matter of getting the right hardware and the right software together and understanding how, how many times things actually happen in the real world during the life of a jacket. Makes sense. Well, um, go ahead, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say on, on my side of things, when we have um, the comfort side of things, we're looking at the laminate testing where on that um, virtual tour, um, which I'm sure you can share the link to. Um, mm -hmm. We have all kinds of different breathability, insulation, testing. Uh, we're looking at per, um, ergonomic comfort, uh, how stretched materials are, uh, how loud the materials are, all the things that play into the human perception of comfort, as well as the physiological attributes where we're trying to maximize our, our product. Makes sense. Um, so a lot of lab testing, what kind of field testing do you guys do? Uh, so there's, there's a ton of field testing that goes on, especially related to durability. Um, I think one of the things that really sets us apart is we take a, a pretty different approach to what I've seen elsewhere in terms of scientific design of our studies. So we don't think of field trial as like, let's go throw this on a couple guys or girls and see what the jacket does. We actually design with statistical um, statistical experiments. So I think of the lab and the field as just two different arenas for the same field test. Um, so we'll put these things out there with a, a statistically significant number of users, number of garments or footwear in the field uh, and, and use these experiments to answer specific questions. Um, so you can't get at everything in one shot there, mm -hmm. but when we're running a field trial, we can answer a very specific question really, really well with a high level of confidence based on the data we generate. The comfort side of things, I always like to make sure it's known that there's no such thing as a comfort field trial. Right? <laughs> um, your body doesn't know when it's comfortable. Um, we only know when you're uncomfortable, when your pain receptors or your thermal receptors are are pinging off the charts, right? So um, when we're looking at um, field study or, or field trial data, it's all gonna be anecdotal when it comes to the comfort side. Hey, I felt this, I felt that. Not knowing the physics of the ambient conditions, if it was raining, um, if the sun was behind the clouds, if it popped out for a second, when the wind shifts, that's all gonna change how your body's gonna perform and be, uh, interact with our product, right? So that's kind of why we made the investment into what, probably what we're gonna to get to talk here in a little bit later about the environmental chamber here, where we need to be able to control uh, those ambient conditions when you're talking about uh, human level comfort testing. 
Well, that's a great segue. Can we talk about the environmental chamber? Is that the one you showed us with, like, with the persons in there and the, yeah, I'll let you take it from there. So roughly uh, four or five years ago, we invested pretty heavily in a new state-of-the-art environmental chamber um, and rain tower. Um, so in the rain tower, we can mimic anywhere from a quarter inch of rain to three inches of rain per hour. We can control the air temperature and the water temperature, um, as well as do a wind-driven rain inside this room. Um, now, we have many different rain chambers and rain towers within the enterprise, um, but this one was really unique to be able to control the raindrop sizes and that temperature um, so you could see more realistic rainfall rates and rainfall conditions that you would see in the real world. But the environmental chamber, which was sh also shown on that tour, um, is really a one-of-a-kind chamber where we can um, mimic ambient RH, uh, temperature, wind, and solar uh, load. So anywhere from minus 58F to 122F, from 5 to 95% RH, uh, up to about 20 miles an hour of air, and up to about 1,100 watts of radiant load uh, with the lights that are inside there. Um, so really, I get to play God, right? I can make the weather whatever I want, whenever I want. Um, so that's really unique and uh, an invaluable tool to have when you're doing subject testing or mannequin testing um, or even some laminate testing to be able to control those environmental conditions. That's a good point. I didn't even think about the solar uh, part, the UV. That's a very important part, especially people like myself, uh, split water, spend a lot of time in the Alpine. Uh, definitely more exposure out there. Um, that's a very fascinating take. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so Kenny really works more uh, with UV on the durability side um, than I would. Um, inside the chamber, we actually filter out the UV, um, largely so Kenny doesn't use it as a giant weatherometer to condition his samples, but also <laughs> for safety precautions, right? We want to make sure that uh, my thitting hairline isn't getting burnt to a crisp while I'm in there and having to lather up with suntan lotion. So, um, we're really looking at the thermal load when we're looking at the comfort studies rather than the UV itself. It makes sense. Wow. Some very thorough testing going on here. Um, question. Can anybody sign up to go in that chamber? I've signed well, up before and I don't know if you're really <laughs> going to want to based on what I've had right here to me. <laughs> so I have what, I've traditionally always said on my tours or virtually or in person that I have two different types of subject trials that come into my chamber. I have what I call my lab rats uh, and my guinea pigs. Uh, lab rats are folks like Kenny, who are fellow associates, who I kind of have to drag back in uh, after they've already volunteered once. Um, you always volunteer once when you become a new Gore associate, and then you realize hanging out with Ray might not always be the best time, <laughs> use of your time or most comfortable use of your time. Yeah. Again, you don't know when you're comfortable. You only know when you're uncomfortable. So that's really what my job is, is to make sure that you feel uncomfortable when you're inside the chamber. Uh, and then we have the guinea pigs, which is normally um, local university students. Um, we use some staffing agencies because we're looking at large numbers of subjects that we need to get in. We need to get them in. Um, so if, if we know you, uh, we have your references. We can send you to uh, the staffing agency and pull you in. Uh, we'll keep you blinded to whatever you're testing as much as possible, uh, and we'll run you through the rigor of that end-use application. So that's what makes that chamber so cool is being able to control all those conditions. Uh, I then get to design the experiment to make it uh, as realistic as possible for you. So I see the snowboard in the background, right? So mm -hmm. um, you can imagine walking on a treadmill. It's not quite 
the same as snowboarding down a mountain, but I can then control your metabolic rate on my treadmill more than I could. So if you're on a, on a snow or snowboard, right. So yeah. knowing the metabolic rate that it normally would put out on the snowboard, I can then transfer that into a metabolic rate on the treadmill by changing the incline or the speed when I know your mass. Right. Um, and then we'll have you so-called snowboard uh, down the mountain on the treadmill uh, for a certain amount of time. And then sit on our, our gliding bench that we have to simulate riding back up to the top of the mountain in the cold wind. Right. So we try to make it as realistic inside the chamber as we can. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, I have a twist of a question for you. Um, I spend most of my time going up the mountain on foot. So splitboarding. Yeah. So one of the more, the things I look for in materials, especially with Gore-Tex is the breathability. Um, can you guys explain in more detail what a person should look for in breathability and or waterproof ratings? Proof ratings and breathability are two different things, right? So um, the waterproofness is you're really trying to keep the water or the moisture from getting into your system from the external world, um, where the breathability, and that's going to be more on Kenny's side of things when you're looking at durability. Um, the breathability is more of a comfort thing where we're trying to get the moisture from the body out. Um, so the lower, the better for the breathability factors, um, you want to make sure that you're moving the moisture as far away from your body as possible. When you're going up the mountain, it might not be uh, a huge factor to you, right? Um, you're going to be hot. You're going to be warm. You're going to be producing sweat. It's when you stop. It's when you, you want to make sure you're not building up that moisture inside your insulation um, so you don't get cold then um, or uncomfortable to tactile sensations. Uh, with the extra moisture in your system. So you're trying to move that through your system as quick as possible. Uh, and the best way I can explain that, um, what we've done in the past is, if you look at our Gore-Tex material, it's full of billions of holes in it, right? Um, but they're very, 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 very small. Uh, a water droplet is, uh, you know, depending on the rain size, is it could be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times larger than these billions of holes in the garment. So the water droplets can't get through the exterior, but the water vapor that's evaporating off your skin or your sweat can move out. And, and that's the whole balance there that you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And on the, on the waterproofness side, um, I think if you asked 10 different experts, you'd probably get 20 different answers about how you might want to measure <laughs> waterproofness most accurately. Um, at least when it comes to field trials and lab assessments for me, I, I try to just make sure I'm using the right tool for the job. What is the question that we want to answer? Um, things like the suitor tester are really good for if there is any possibility of a leak to come through, a suitor is going to find that. Um, but there might be more practical applications like um, understanding the overall performance or effect of a garment. And maybe something like putting somebody in a jacket in a rain chamber is the right way to go about it. Uh, it really depends on the question you want to answer, which okay. way is the right way to measure waterproofness. Okay, that's great. Um, on paper, what is the waterproof breathable rating of a Gore-Tex Pro Shell, for example? Ray, do you have that off the top of your head? Because that's not one I deal with on a day-to-day. -day. <laughs> so it really depends if you're looking at the laminate um, or the garment form. Um, that's something that our product specialists and our marketing teams can get to you. Okay. Um, we look at so many different pieces of material that come through here. I get the I get, I create the data. I analyze the data. I send it who it needs to send it. They memorize it. I move on to the next project. <laughs> that makes sense. 
You brought up a very good point. I didn't even think about not just the membrane, but what material you're working with as well. The density yeah. and the uh, denier that, that has probably a lot more properties going into affecting the breathability and waterproofness of the membrane. Especially on the comfort side, you know, if you ask any uh, comfort uh, scientists on our team or any comfort leader in the world, uh, if you ask them any question, their proper response should always start with, it depends, right? So that's a great answer. Yep. It depends on the ambient conditions you're in, depends on your metabolic rate, depends on what base layers you have on, it depends on what you had to lunch compared to yesterday. It all depends. No, that's a fair answer. When I ask uh, these kind of questions, it depends is probably the most uh, <laughs> for sure. And it is, there's a lot of variables in anything. Yeah. 100%. Uh, here's a kind of a fun one. What's the most extreme climate you've tried to recreate uh, an environmental chamber? In the specifications of the chamber, the minus 58 and the plus 122 F, uh, everyone talks about how cold and frigid it must be when we go down to those temperatures. But uh, I can tell you with firsthand experience, it's much more uh, tolerable to be in there on the cold side than it is on the hot side. Oh. Uh, when you're at like 120 degrees Fahrenheit and 98% humidity, um, as soon as you walk in, it's like jumping into a, a really, really hot pool yeah. um, and you're covered in sweat. And I always say that I'll take cold over hot any day because you can always add more layers, right? There's only so much that we're going to want to see me take off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Ray. I, I love yeah. cold because I can always dress to the cold. Yeah. Uh, can't escape that heat. Yeah. So definitely the hot and hot and humid are, are the most uh, extreme and uncomfortable conditions to be in. And then when we're doing subject trials in those types of conditions, um, we need to monitor more than just like skin temperature and human perception. We have to make sure that we're tracking our subjects core temperature, make sure that they're um, okay and not coming into uh, heat stroke or heat exhaustion type uh, physiological traits, right? So we're monitoring their core temperature with the radio pills that you can swallow. Um, oh, wow. and, we're making, and we're making sure that we have all the safety precautions in place to make sure that Sean's going to come out of my chamber nice and uh, cognitively alive and really alive today that is an impressive attention to detail radio pills and tracking all these variables making sure the person is comfortable and safe uh, testing the durability absolutely incredible i um i'm going to definitely link to the virtual tour um, for our viewers and listeners from mcgimmer.com this has been a a great eye-opener um and I can't wait for people to see the level, like the video of the level of what you guys do to test the durability and comfort of, of Gore-Tex. It's impressive. Is there anything else you guys like to share with our audience about the craziness that goes into testing Gore-Tex? Uh, Sean, I'd just like to say thank you for the chance to chat with you, Dave. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and I agree with Kenny. This is always fun to talk about what we do. Uh, the virtual tour, whether it's the video link that we have already produced um, or just scrolling through it yourself, um, you know, we're always willing to help and give more of these tours and let people understand what we do here to help them better understand our products, whether you're on the Yang and Kenny side and durability or the Ying of mine on comfort. So, Oh, that's wonderful. And if there's a round two coming up, I definitely want to share that as well, because I was just, my job was on the floor the whole time watching all the intricacies to go into the testing that you guys do. Uh, it's really fascinating. So I'm excited to share that with our audience. 
Well, Kenny and Ray, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate going to the details with this. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. Thank you, guys.